Welcome to a Sunny Side Up Life podcast, a show for the woman who is ready to live an abundant life full of freedom and positivity. I'm Sammy Womack, and I'm on a mission to help you break free from survival mode, gain financial freedom, stay motivated, and focus on what matters most. Join the movement, and let's start living on the brighter side of life together. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is going to be an action-taking episode, so you might need a notebook if you want to take some notes. So I want to walk you through what to do with your budget on payday. I'm going to try to keep it as simple as possible. All right, so the first thing we need to know is we need to know our budget period length. A lot of people think that their budget has to start at the beginning of the month or has to start on a Monday or something like that. Actually, the best way to do your budget period length is to have your budgets start on your payday. So say you get paid every other Friday, you would want your budget periods to reflect that. So for example, just kind of using the next couple of budget periods from when we're recording this, Um, you would want to do, let's see, I'm going to pull up my calendar real quick. So say you got paid on January 21st and you get paid every other Friday. We would just scroll down, skip a Friday. You'd get paid again on February 4th. So our budget periods would run from January 21st to February 3rd, right? And then the next one would start when we got paid again. So you could do your budget period length as a week, two weeks, um, a month. Some people's are not quite two weeks. Like say you get paid on the 15th and the 30th or the 5th and the 20th or something like that. You would just simply follow that pattern. But what if you have multiple streams of income? Sometimes we have two income earning partners in a relationship, right? So what do we do in that situation? So we would basically pick one partner's pay schedule to follow, usually the one that's more frequent. So if you have one partner that's getting paid weekly and another that's getting paid bi-weekly, we would follow the weekly pay schedule, right? Or if we have one partner who is maybe providing the majority of the income and the other partner is kind of supplementing um, a little bit, we would kind of follow the one that earns more income because usually we're going to be waiting on those paychecks to pay like the rent or the mortgage or send extra money to debt or things like that. So usually those bigger expenses are kind of dependent on that higher income if that makes sense. So with the example of the biweekly paycheck, um, you know, say we have the main income earner gets a biweekly paycheck on Fridays, while the other partner gets paid once a month and they get paid on the first. So in this example, if your budget period runs from January 21st to February 4th, you would have that biweekly check going in on the 21st, and then say the second partner has a check coming in on the 1st, we would it would go inside of that budget period because it's going to fall in that date range. Does that make sense? So sometimes kind of pulling out a calendar and like visualizing this, maybe even printing one out and highlighting to kind of see, okay, what falls in this length of time? What falls in this two-week period? 
and include it that way. Also, if you have side hustle income, you know, what if it's kind of sporadic, maybe let it sprinkle inside of that two week biweekly pay schedule. If that's what you're going to follow. Um, and sometimes, you know, you guys, this doesn't, this isn't always perfect from the get go. I've had some, some clients where we have started it one way and we get a little bit into it and they're like, you know what, maybe I, you know, instead of biweekly, maybe I need to do it weekly or maybe I need to do it monthly for different reasons. You know, we all have unique um, experiences. We all have unique family situations, different things. Um, so if you try it one way and it doesn't feel like it's working after a couple of paydays, it's okay to change it up. So kind of give yourself that permission of like, I'm going to try it this way. If it doesn't work, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I think that's where a lot of people kind of fall into a trap of it doesn't work one way and then they just quit. You've got to adapt and adjust to fit your realistic lifestyle. And this adapting and adjusting even happens to me with my clients. Sometimes it's hard to know in the beginning what's going to work best for you. Okay, so we've got your budget period length set up. This family, let's just say it's January 21st to February 4th. So then, for one, we want to know what all income is going to come in during that period of time. Then, second, we want to know what bills are going to go out. And so bills, I will categorize bills as something with a due date, something that is reoccurring. And so this can be your monthly bills. This can be things like your utilities, your rent, your mortgage. But also don't forget to include minimum payments on debt like credit cards or student loans when student loans kick back in or if you um, if they're not in forbearance right now. Um, this could be subscriptions. This could be Netflix. This could be Amazon Prime. So think about those monthly payments. But also don't forget about your quarterly. So sometimes we have like a water bill that'll be quarterly or a trash bill. Um, we'll have different subscriptions that are maybe just one time a year. Some people will pay their insurance once or twice a year. You know, every everybody kind of has those oddball um, bills. So don't forget to include those too if they happen to fall during this time period. All right, so go ahead and just make a list Ideally, you would have a one kind of like a cheat sheet, I guess, where all your bills are listed in due date order, just first through 31st, list it all out in due date order. And then you could very simply kind of go in and be like, all right, you could look for the 21st, what falls between the 21st, all right, kind of wrap around all the way to the 4th. And you would, if you're doing a spreadsheet, you could simply copy and paste all of the bills that are listed in that time period. If you're handwriting it, of course, you know, handwrite it. Um, so any bills that are due between the 21st and the 4th would go into this list. I also like to include a little bit of a buffer in this bills account, okay? This way, whenever all your bills come out, your account doesn't get to go, you doesn't get to, Sorry, <laughs> your account doesn't go to zero. Easy for me to say. Also, it's nice to kind of just have that little bit of wiggle room for when, you know, your cell phone bill decides to go up a dollar or two and they don't notify you because that kind of stuff happens all the time. So it gives you a little bit of breathing room. So the amount for a bills buffer can really vary. 
I literally have clients who will do like $50 all the way up to a couple of thousand and they'll basically count that as their emergency fund and keep it in their checking account. This really depends on your level of discipline. Um, can you trust yourself to not chip into it? You know, if it's $1,000, are you going to want to spend that money? I would. <laughs> so I like to keep mine at about 100 or two. On the other side of that, is it so low that it makes you anxious? Because, you know, we all have our past money traumas and things like that. And if it's too low, sometimes it'll just make you a nervous wreck and it's not worth it. So bump it up a little bit. And again, you've got to kind of trial and error and adapt and adjust and figure out what works for you. What's kind of a sweet spot of a buffer for you? For me personally, if mine's too high, I know that I will be tempted to spend it. You know, and, but then again, if it's super, super low, I'm just going to stress over it. So I kind of had to find that sweet spot. That sweet spot for me happens to be about $200. Okay. So then you will want to leave, you'll want to kind of total this up. So how much bills are due during this time period? Add in your buffer. What is that total up to? Okay. This should be the amount that you leave in your bills checking account. Then we're gonna have an additional checking account for our spending money. So we're gonna go ahead and do a spending transfer over into our spending checking. Or if you're a cash person, you could go to the ATM and pull the cash out, all right? So then we need to know, okay, well, what does our spending allowance need to be? So then we kind of wanna brainstorm some spending categories. Spending categories can look like groceries, gas, restaurants, fun money, personal care, um, you know, fun money for each partner, for the family as a whole, for the kids, whatever that looks like. Um, do you need any spending money for your pets? You know, you know, everybody's gonna have a couple of kind of specific to them categories. Those are kind of the basics. And then also give yourself an extras category. This is kind of a miscellaneous. This is kind of a catch-all because when you're logging these purchases, a lot of times you're gonna end up with items you're like, I don't know, this doesn't really go in any category. So kind of give yourself an extras and give yourself that little bit of permission to kind of have a little bit of wiggle room in your budget. And again, this can vary. This can be $10, this can be a couple hundred dollars. It really just depends on where you are in your journey, how much extra money you have, things like that. But give yourself a little bit of wiggle room there. So whenever you decide what all of your spending totals up to, you're gonna wanna take that total and transfer it over into your spending account. And then your spending money is truly separate. Then between during your two week budget period, you can just simply pull up your banking app on your phone. You can check that balance in that spending account. You can be like, okay, cool, have $100 left, I have $200 left, whatever it is. I know I'm good to go. You don't have to kind of keep that mental checklist of wait, did that bill clear? Wait, did this, is, is that bill coming out before payday? I can't remember. So by keeping your bills and your spending separate, it's gonna eliminate a lot of those question marks kind of in between when you're out on the go, you know, you don't have your spreadsheet in front of you, you don't have your notebook in front of you, whatever it is, you can pull up your spending account and see what your total is at. 
So then the third category are sinking funds. And so this is when we're setting money aside to spend later. So I like to think of sinking funds as kind of a Venn diagram, one of those, you know, where the circles overlap. So it's kind of a Venn diagram and of spending and savings and kind of where they overlap in the middle. So sinking funds are where you're saving up for things, but you always intend to spend the money at some point in the future. So these are things like Christmas, gifts, other holidays. Um, this can be clothing, medical, vehicles, pets, your kids' activities, your hobbies, travel, home maintenance, things like that. And then of course, you know, sometimes we'll have some that are specific just for that specific family. Um, some random ones that I've heard, people will do like a sinking fund for um, like taxes. That's a good one. A sinking fund for a big insurance bill. You know, if you pay your insurance annually, uh, filling up their propane tank. That's a really popular one. Um, I had one client who they purchased an entire cow worth of beef and, you know, it was a good chunk of change. And she's like, hey, this is what we do every October. We stock the freezer. So it was, I don't know, like $600 or something. And she's like, can we do a sinking fund for the beef? And I was like, of course we can. <laughs> so that's what we did. So if you have anything kind of random like that, that's kind of specific to your family, definitely do a sinking fund for it. So the best way to do a sinking fund is you have your total and then you divide it by how often you want to contribute. Do you want to contribute bi-weekly, weekly, monthly? What does that look like? So then, you know, go in and divide it by 52, 26, 12, whatever that looks like for you. Um, just because you get paid bi-weekly does not mean that you have to contribute bi-weekly. You might want to still contribute monthly and do it on the opposite side of the month as your rent or your mortgage and kind of balance out your budget a little. And again, this might kind of take some playing around with to see kind of where it fits in. And you might just kind of have to play around with the math. But again, if you are contributing to sinking funds in this budget period, you'll want to get that total and then immediately transfer that money out to your sinking fund account. Your sinking fund account can be a separate checking account or a savings account, or again, you can keep it in cash, whatever works for you, but make sure that you're getting that money out on payday so you don't unintentionally spend it. All right, then the fourth category is savings. So then, you know, if you have money left over or if you have an automatic amount, you're like minimum, I'm gonna do $200, I'm gonna do $500, whatever that looks like to savings, you'll wanna have that coming out as well. All right, so overall, you wanna have basically what it comes down to is income, the total of your income, minus the total of your bills, minus the total of your spending, minus sinking fund contributions, minus savings contributions. All right, do you have money left over, yes or no? So if you do have money left over, what do we wanna do with this money? Do we wanna send more to savings? Do we wanna apply extra to debt? Or do we wanna give ourselves more fun money? Or do we wanna do a little bit of all of the above? You can choose from there whatever your goals look like. There's really not a right or wrong answer. What do we do if it's negative? The goal is to have it at zero, right? That's a zero-based budget. But if it's negative, then we need to go and work backwards. Maybe we don't contribute to savings. Maybe we don't contribute to sinking funds, or maybe we don't contribute as much to sinking or savings. 
If that's still not enough, okay, where can we cut back our spending? If that's still not enough, where can we cut back a bill? Is there something we could cancel? Is something that we could pay a little late? You know, maybe we have a grace period and we can push it to the next payday. Obviously, that's not ideal, but let's be honest, we live in the real world and sometimes that happens, okay? So maybe that, you know, that's kind of a last resort, but maybe we need to do that. And kind of just play around with the numbers until you can get it to work out into a zero-based budget. So that's really the basics of what to do on payday. Um, I hope that that was helpful. I know I threw kind of a lot of information at you and at once, so you might have to go back and kind of re-listen, maybe take some notes. But I would love to hear from you guys. If you have any follow-up questions that I could answer in a future episode, send me an email, shoot me a DM on Instagram, look in the show notes of this episode, and you're going to find my links to my website, to my Instagram, all of that. Send me a message if you have any follow-up questions. I would love to answer them for you in a future episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for hanging out for another episode of a Sunny Side Up Life podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend because you never know who needs to hear this message. If you haven't already, please leave a review and subscribe. Reviews and subscribers are what help the podcast grow and what help new ladies find our community. And again, thanks for hitting play on this episode and for investing some time in yourself today. Remember that I'm always here to support you and I'm always cheering you on along the way. Don't forget that everything that we mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. All right, that's all for me this week. Bye, guys.